The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders on how to take your company, firm, or practice to the next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, People love chopping wood. In this activity, one immediately sees results. As a Smart Moves Coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to immediately see results. Realize good intentions don't magically lead to good results. What does is your growth agenda, the right roadmap to keep you on track, growth leaders, the right management team to lead the way, and your growth engine, the right talent to provide the energy to make it happen. All three are vital for your success. Now, a quick Smart Moves treat brought to you by our valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Are entrepreneurs born or made? What separates successful business owners from less successful ones? What are the traits and behaviors that drive an individual to start and grow a successful company? Intrigued by these questions and many others, Gallup studied 2,500 entrepreneurs to understand the actions and decisions that lead to business creation and growth. They found a tremendous variety of behaviors among successful entrepreneurs. But after analyzing the data and listening to hours of interviews, they distilled it to a list that drives business success. Every entrepreneur or business owner uses some mix of these 10 top talents. Listeners, as I go through them, think about which ones you have and which ones you need to cultivate. The first talent is business focus. You make decisions based on observed or anticipated effect on profits. Second, confidence. You accurately know yourself and understand others. Third, creative thinker. You exhibit creativity in taking an existing idea or product and turning it into something better. Four, delegator. You recognize that you cannot do everything and are willing to contemplate a shift in style and control. 
Five, determination. You persevere through difficult, even seemingly unsurmountable obstacles. Six, independent. You are prepared to do whatever needs to be done to build a successful venture. Seven, knowledge-seeking. You constantly search for information that is relevant to growing your business. Eight, promoter. You are the best spokesperson for your business. Nine, relationship builder. You have high social awareness and an ability to build relationships that are beneficial for the firm's survival and growth. And 10, risk taker. You are comfortable taking a leap into an uncertain situation. So here's your smart moves tip. These 10 talents don't address every factor that affects business success. Non-personality variables such as skills, knowledge, and determination, along with a host of external factors, play a role in creating business success. In addition, business support programs can teach you basic management, accounting and finance, or marketing. And mentors and coaches can give you advice, share their own experiences, and be your support system throughout your entrepreneurial journey. The answer to the question... Are entrepreneurs made or born? Well, it's both. It takes a natural bent or talent for entrepreneurial ventures, as well as the skills and knowledge and determination to make that venture successful. Listeners, do you want to know if you have the right stuff, a natural talent plus business skills, to be a successful entrepreneur? Then contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at Smart movescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Well, welcome back, listeners. What does it take to make the leap? From Employee to Entrepreneur and Small Business Owner. My guest, Paul Brasher, spent 23 years as an executive in finance and accounting. But two years ago, he decided to pursue a long-held dream to be a business owner and acquired Snelling's Huntfield-based franchise, which specializes in executive search and employment solutions. Transitioning from a career as an employee to an entrepreneur brings both excitement and challenges. From the fun, setting strategy, identifying growth opportunities, devising a marketing plan, and celebrating wins, to the most challenging, created infrastructure, managing costs, developing incentive plans, and managing a diverse team. Paul is accustomed to wearing many hats from his prior roles, but owning and managing a business required him to take that talent to a whole new level. Welcome, Paul. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Marsha. I appreciate the opportunity to be your guest today. Well, let's just get into it. Um, Making the move from employee to employer is both a daring and daunting decision. Tell us what caused you to consider this important change. Well, it, it probably came from a very young age. Um, I think I've always had a, a little bit of an entrepreneurial vein in me, um, and, and I've really had an interest in, in owning a business, you know, again, from a very young age. <clears throat> when I was a teenager uh, and even in college, you know, I didn't 
I didn't do most of the typical teenager jobs, right. flipping burgers or bagging groceries. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I typically worked on my own and, and just, you know, various endeavors. And so, um, so I kind of had that in my blood early on and, and my parents encouraged me, um, in, in that direction as well. Um, you know, I've enjoyed finance and accounting and, and my roles in the industry uh, for, for 23 years, but uh, was quite, quite frankly was ready for a change. Um, you know, I think I'm the kind of person that likes a challenge. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, I always saw this as a challenge that, uh, you know, I needed to undertake, kind of like some people want to you know, run a marathon or, or complete a triathlon. Uh, and so I knew, you know, one day, if, you know, if I didn't do this, that I might look back on my career and um, potentially regret it. Um, you know, I think the other thing is, is, you know, when you're, when you're in a business, you're always, you know, to an extent following someone else's plan. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think that that can be, you know, somewhat limiting in a career, uh, in terms of your influence on the business strategy as, as long as, it, and also in terms of the value that you can create. And so, you know, there was something, you know, invigorating for me, knowing that you're the owner, you're the decision maker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a different level of stress. Uh, but I can tell you from my first year on the job that uh, uh, it's a different kind of stress that, you know, quite frankly, you're, you know, I, I'm excited to get out of bed every morning and and, uh, and and come do what I do. Well, you know, that is really great to hear because, Many people, many employees today aren't, you know, happy to jump out of bed and go to work. So your route is um, what gets you going is is owning that business and being an entrepreneur. At the same time, you've been an employee for over 23 years. So what has changed in terms of going from being an employee, working for someone else to being an owner? You know, I think... uh you know, one of the main things is that, you know, you're kind of the end of the line. Um, you know, there's not someone there uh, to look over your shoulder or, you know, make the tough decision for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you make the tough decisions, you put the plans in place, and, and you know, you put the people in place to go um, and execute those. Uh, you know, I also think that, um, you know, you, you develop certain kind of guiding, you know, values and principles in your career, Based on the people that you work with and and the companies that you work for, mm-hmm. um, and and I found that in owning a business, you know those those kind of core values don't change, but maybe right. how you apply them does change. Yeah. So you know in my prior life, I was I was in a role in a you know finance and accounting where, you know I would be involved with a customer, you know maybe on the front end of a relationship where we're getting contracts in place and. Mm-hmm. going through purchase orders and terms and conditions and, you know, stuff like that that might not be very fun for either side. Um, or, you know, in, in a bad case, maybe you're in, you're involved in the, you know, on the back end in a collection process or something like that. But now as a business owner, you know, I'm, I'm more about relationship building, right. um, you know, identifying the customer's needs and, and developing a solution to meet those needs, uh, identifying new opportunities. And so, um, you know, sure, as a business owner, sometimes you still have to be the bad guy, but uh, but you know, it's it's much more relationship focused. Um, you know, now I think the other thing is uh, um, I, I wore many hats as a CFO, and I think that's a good experience for a business owner. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
You know, I think that uh, where you focus is really important. And, uh, you know, a lot of businesses fail because owners don't focus on the right areas. I, I read that, you know, a lot of times that's because people tend to spend their time in the areas where they're most comfortable. And so from my standpoint, you might think that's accounting. Um, but uh, my business, my office manager would tell you that's not the case. But, um, you know, so I've made a conservative, concerted effort to spend times in areas other than accounting and administrative, you know, areas and really focus on things like strategy, um, you right. know, marketing, advertising, and things like that. And, you know, it's interesting. I love that show on CNBC, The Profit, um, ah. where the host goes in and helps a troubled business. And, and so often you see that one of the reasons the business is in trouble is because the owner has this one particular pet area that they like to focus their attention, and they do right. that to the detriment of the rest of the business. So, um that's, that's really important. <clears throat> well, you know, this is a, a great time to take a short break. Um, and so uh, this is Marcia's Idol, your Smart Moves coach, and my guest is Paul Brasher, talking about the excitement and challenges of business ownership. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You 
are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest is Paul Brasher with insights into making the leap from, uh, from employee to entrepreneur and small business owner. And in the last segment, Paul talked about what made him make that leap. And now we're going to get into, well, if you've done made that leap, now what are some of the significant challenges? So what are they? You know, Paul, talk a bit about transitioning from employee to business owner. Whether, you know, what were some of the things, whether they were expected or unexpected, uh, that came up, and how did you overcome them? Sure. Well, um, you know, probably one of the first things I would say, you know, that's really been a learning experience for me um, has been managing a diverse group of people, mm-hmm. um, particularly in an area where I don't have experience. So, so I, I acquired an employment solutions firm and uh, had, had no experience in that area other than I had been a customer um, uh, several times. And so, you know, one, that, that, that's one example where, you know, you're coming in and, and, quite frankly, the people working for you know more about the business <laughs> than, than you do. Um, you know, the other piece of it is, uh, you know, really working with, with um, professional levels that maybe I haven't worked with before. And by that, I mean, you know, for example, I, I had never managed salespeople. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I learned pretty quickly, and I had been told, you know, by some mentors as well, but, you know, salespeople kind of beat, you know, march to the beat of a different drum, and, and each kind of has their own beat. And, right. Um, you know, so, so you know, that, that takes into account, uh, you know, one of the challenges of just, you know, learning, you know, the different things that make people tick, and, um, you know, that's taken me some time, and quite frankly, I'm still kind of figuring it out. One of the things that was helpful to me uh, that I read when I was just, you know, is a book I read when I was considering uh, mm-hmm. acquiring a business was a book called by Marcus Buckingham called First Break All the Rules. Right. Um, and it, it's a good book about, you know, managing people. But, you know, one of the principles in that book is that you don't necessarily have to treat everyone equally or treat everyone the same. Uh, mm-hmm. People are motivated by different things. And, you know, part of your job as a good manager is to, you know, identify what that is and put a system of awards and, and recognition in place, um, you know, that really, uh, you know, cater to your people's needs. Um, you know, the other thing is just developing that first plan, that initial plan of, okay, I'm going to buy this business or start this business. Um, you know, you come in with a plan, but, you know, plans is, is uh, I think it was Truman that said they, you know, plans are uh, essential, but plans are useless, um, and so right. they have to change. So developing a plan and then, you know, having something in place that you can then begin to flex, you know, once you learn, um, mm-hmm. you know, more about the business. A book that helped me there a lot was a book called The First 90 Days. Right. helpful, I think, for a new business owner or for, uh, you know, someone starting a new job or a new career that kind of helps you put a framework around planning, you know, how you, you go into something, uh, you know, a new endeavor. Um, 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to add to what you're saying, how important a plan is. One of my prior guests was Jim Haran, who uh, wrote the one-page business plan. And he, and he talked about exactly what you're saying, that you have a plan and then it has to be flexible because things are going to change. So that was a, certainly one of your learnings. And I know you have a, a couple more. Um, so what are they? Well, in my case, one thing that was you know a little unique and in, in- and this would be for anyone acquiring a business, is that there's a former owner there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of the things, particularly with a business where the former, where the owner is kind of the face of the business and maybe it's a service-oriented business where, you know, you need that owner involved going forward, um, you know, one of the things that people advised me of was to be sure to um, work out an agreement with the mm-hmm. seller as to, uh, what the what the what their involvement would be going forward and kind of how our relationship would work and to be sure to get that on paper um, you know many many business owners who are selling you know start off with the best of intentions to say oh yes I'm going to stay involved but when they cash that check um, you know you never see them again <laughs> right and, and, and I know that's happened to some people so um, you know I think that that working out that relationship with that prior owner and their involvement. The other thing is is really identifying, you know, where you're going to focus. Um, you know, identify the small stuff that maybe doesn't need your time or attention mm. that you can delegate to others and really identify the big stuff, you know, the important metrics that, you know, are going to drive your business, um, you know, operationally from a growth standpoint and and really focus, you know, on those kinds of areas. So, um, you know, th- those are those are probably the main things. And I think the the last suggestion you talked about, which is to focus on the main stuff, uh, the big stuff. Um, a lot of business owners get so involved in the little details, which need to be de- delegated, that they don't get to that big stuff, which is going to make or break their, their business. So I'm very pleased you mentioned that. Um, I'd like to move on to... Um, because you're part of, of Snelling, and Snelling is one of our sponsors. And I had um, David Allen, the president of Snelling, has been a guest on the show um, last month. And when he was, what he talked about was the importance of establishing an employment brand to attract the right customers and employees. Um, which is so important. So from your perspective, how have you managed to do that in your market area? Well, it's interesting. Uh, the franchise that I acquired has been in this location for nearly 50 years. And mm. so it had a, a pretty well-established brand associated with it, a long track record of service, um, you know, both in the staffing business and, and executive search on a national basis. So the prior owner had really established a solid brand um, in, in placing white-collar uh, professional industry. Mm-hmm. So, so that was key. You know, for me personally, um, you know, when you're in a service business, uh, developing a brand, is, I think, is really about um, setting standards for, uh, you know, the kind of service that you're going to provide. If I can borrow a, you know, a... a a phrase from Nick Saban, um, who who happens to be my favorite football coach. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, he he talks about setting a standard and playing to that standard. Every play, 
in every game, you know, whether your appointment, whether your opponent um, is a top five team or, you know, an unranked team, that every, mm-hmm. every play, every uh, game you play to that standard. And so what I've tried to do is create that standard here uh, that our team, and, and they were involved in the process too, uh, that our team kind of plays to. Um, and, and, and within that, you know, I think you've got to know your strengths. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think there are times when we want to say, oh, yeah, I could do that, or you know, I, I think I could give that a try. You know, a customer brings you a problem. Right. Um, but one of the things we try to do is, you know, if, if it's not um, in our field of expertise, we, we tell people, you know, that both candidates and customers that, you know, hey, we may not be your best resource for this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes that's hard to do. Um, but I think that they develop a respect for you, you know, knowing that, you know, you're not going to, uh, you know, if you can't provide them with a certain level of service that, you know, you want to refer them on to someone who can, um, you know, so I think that's important. Well, you know, you're really talking about your brand is your reputation and your reputation sure. is your brand and sure. anything that will um, harm it is going to affect your 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 profitability down the line. So I I grew up in a in a small my father was a small business owner and that's what he taught me so much is reputation. So right. we have um, several more minutes left and I would like to get back to something you did talk about, which was the agreement you had with the uh, former owner. This is important, as you said, because if you're buying a, a, a business from someone else, you're, you're not only buying the business, you're, you're buying many other things as well. So what, you know, how did this opportunity come about and how did you work it out? Well, it was funny, you know, I was not looking necessarily for a business to buy when I came to see the former owner. I had asked him to uh, help me tune up my resume, and just through the course of that conversation, um, you know, it was real, literally the beginning of a one-year, um, you know, kind of due diligence process mm-hmm. on my part uh, to to learn about the business and and for he and I to put a deal together. And you know, one thing that I think is unique, he he has been great to work with. Um, you know, from a, just a business partner standpoint, he's still mm-hmm. within the office most days. But, um, you know, we really both approach this from a win-win standpoint. Uh, yes. And I think that's so important. I think if, if you go into a negotiation like, like this um, with someone, you know, looking to get the better of the other person, um, you know, it's doomed to not turn out well, especially if you're reliant on the other person mm-hmm. going forward for their expertise. And so, you know, we really, from the get-go, you know, tried to forge an agreement between the two of us that was mutually beneficial. And, you know, I, I can't stress enough to someone who might be considering acquiring a business or entering into a major partnership with someone or something like that, um, you know, that you work with people who, um, you know, no, no one's going to have your best interest at heart more than you, mm-hmm. but when you have two people that understand the value of, you know, of a mutually beneficial relationship um, and, and just, you know, a, a sense of fairness about them, um, you know, that, that really, that really, I think, uh, results in, in the most successful outcomes. Well, I think you've also mentioned to me that you spent um, 
a good part a good t- um, part of your time in um, uh, studying the industry because you're you're coming from that industry and the franchise system and speaking with other Snelling franchise owners was that helpful to you? And we have about a, a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, that was very helpful. Um, you know, learning learning the business again. I, I had I had a really strong business background, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily in, in staffing and search. And so um, learning that business, uh, learning the Snelling system um, mm. and, and what that entailed, you know, what, what value they bring to the table uh, was very important. But um, there were several uh, new Snelling franchise owners uh, who had done exactly what I was about to do, um, you know, leading up to my transaction. And so they were really invaluable to me in terms of, you know, just things like, I mean, one of the guys that I talked to said, um, you know, that he had this verbal agreement with the prior owner. And, you know, about a month after the deal was done, the prior owner, you know, really kind of lost interest. And, and mm-hmm. you know, he didn't have a contract or a consulting agreement or something there in place. So, um, you know, so they were very helpful, uh, you know, from that standpoint. And, and then, of course, you know, the, the support from, uh, you know, Snelling at the corporate level, right. uh, you know, is, is also very, very valuable from that standpoint. But, but I would say learning. I also talk to competitors, quite frankly. <laughs> uh, well, in, my prior, in my prior business, I had used other firms ah. in addition to Snelling. And so, you know, I was able to call them up and just kind of talk to them about their business and learn. And, and you know, I think that was, that was important, too. Well, I think at this point, you've told um, the listeners a great deal about how to make this a win-win situation and a win-win negotiation. So it is time for a quick break. Um, This is uh, Marsha's Idol, um, the Smart Moves coach, and my guest, Paul Brasher, uh, has been talking about the excitement and challenges of business ownership. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying... 
If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest is Paul Brasher, and he's been providing us great insights into making the leap from employee to entrepreneur and small business owner. And he's talked about what uh, propelled him into this second or maybe even third career and some of the challenges that that um, he's had and some of the solutions that ha- have helped him make this a great leap. So now, Paul, um, let's move on to um, how do you ensure that you're doing the right things and doing things right? Sure, that, that's a good question. You know, it, it kind of goes back to um, well, where we talked earlier about focusing on, you know, kind of focusing on the big stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think it, it goes even beyond that. Um, you know, when you, when you acquire or start a business, you know, obviously you have to spend some time, uh, you know, learning and deciding for yourself, you know, what those, what those things are that are right, that, you know, that you need to do, um, you know, both from a metric stand, metrics execution and performance standpoint, but also mm-hmm. from a values standpoint. Um, you know, so really identifying what those are uh, is, is step one, and, and those vary for each industry. And, and I think for me, that was, you know, a, a, a part of my due diligence process and just learning about the business and mm-hmm. you know, kind of what are the key drivers. Um, I was fortunate, as I mentioned earlier, to really inherit a great team here um, at, at Snelling and um, you know, uh, both, you know, staffing managers, recruiters, and, and business people, and they've really, they really helped me early on to learn the in- intricacies of the business, um, you know, and, and so uh, I had an advantage there, I think, uh, to have those folks to, um, to lean on. One of the things that we did uh, as a team early on was to sit down and develop a list of um, what we called commitments or firm values. And um, those were basically uh, values or commitments that we were willing to put down on paper and make public to our customers um, and to our candidates. And, you know, it includes things like you know, listening and understanding a customer's needs, communicating regularly, um, you know, being easy to do business with and, and taking responsibility for our actions you know, just basic kind of blocking and tackling things like that. Um, and But I think having that down on paper and having mm-hmm. the people, you know, sign up to it, 
uh, kind of helps to set that standard that I mentioned in the last segment that we right. talked about, mm-hmm. that service standard. Um, you know, I think that that helps to uh, set that. Um, you know, once you get your, you know, kind of your key metrics identified, right. you know, as to what those right things are, I think you put systems in place to monitor them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you, you set performance standards and, and you reward, you know, great performance. Uh, in this business, the old adage that, you know, what gets watched gets done, I think is right. very applicable. Um, executive search and staffing is a business that lends itself to, um, you know, to goal setting, to monitoring performance against the metrics because, you know, in this business, the metrics don't lie. We, we kind of <laughs> eat what we kill, if you will. And, um, you know, so we track performance, you know, against those metrics, uh, you know, every week. And it's, you know, it's things like calling activity, um, you know, how many candidates did you interview, Mm -hmm. how many candidates Mm -hmm. did you send out for an interview. Um, From a customer perspective, we use the net promoter score system to monitor customer satisfaction. And that just basically measures how likely a customer is to uh, recommend us to someone based on our service level. I'm proud to say that uh, for a number of years we have received uh, the best in staffing award for our service level. Uh, that typically goes to the top two percent of firms in our industry, and and our office in particular consistently ranks, um, you know, very very highly, uh, you know, nationally in in that system. Um, and then the other thing I think, you know, a lot of people equate technology with service, and and we use technology wherever we can. Uh, you know, to monitor our performance and and be efficient about how we do business. But I, I don't think that technology, you know, necessarily equals service. Um, right. It's an enabler of great service and profitability. But at the end of the day, your people and, and how they treat your customers and your candidates um, are really going to be the, you know, the service, uh, the level of service that you're measured on. Well, I'm so happy that you um, brought that point up because, yes, technology is important and it's important for um, the measurement piece of it. Um, so you know where you're at and where you need to go. And as you said, what gets uh, watched gets done. And I have another one, which is what gets rewarded gets done. Um, <laughs> um, at the same time, you are a people business. And one of the key talents of an entrepreneur is building and maintaining those relationships. So yes, technology is important, and it's a key performance indicator. But it's but also um, it's the the people that you hire uh, and the people that serve your customers, which is so important. Um, any thoughts about that um, from your perspective? Well, again, I think. Uh I th- one of my philosophies uh, that I've developed here within this first year in terms of people is that, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there with staffing and recruiting experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they, you know, they can, you know, bring that experience to the table. But where I tend to lean is identifying people who have what I would call domain knowledge. So, um, you know, if I'm going to put someone in a position to, be a you know a recruiter for accounting and finance. I want to pull someone out of the accounting and finance industry, um, you know, someone that has experience in that area, 
you know, for banking, um, you know, I like to have someone that's worked in a bank that kind of knows mm-hmm. the lay of the land and understands mm-hmm. terminology the same way with healthcare. Um, and so I think that, you know, putting, uh, putting people in place that understand the business, um, you know, can really be an advantage when they're out there talking to customers because they can talk the lingo. They, a lot of times they've sat in that chair and, and, you know, they understand better how that business works. And I think you brought up one of the other key uh, talents of entrepreneurs, which is delegation. You recognize uh, that you cannot do everything and are willing to contemplate a shift in um, control and style. So let's get down to, you know, getting back to who you are. Um, how How did you own your own personal professional experience help you in getting established as a new owner and to build the business? In other words, what you brought to the table and how are you using it? Sure. Well, you know, probably the number one advantage that I think, you know, my experience gives me is, is credibility. Um, you know, I think that having, you know, I've, I've been a CPA, um, I've worn the CFO hat successfully, um, and, and so I think that having that experience and having sat in that chair, um, you know, resonates with mm-hmm. my customers. Um, when, when someone calls me up to talk about a, a need that they have in their finance and accounting area, be it, you know, a C-suite executive, you know, down to maybe, a, you know, an analyst level or a senior accountant, you know, type, um, I, I've been in those roles, and so, uh, you know, I can... I can not only help them, in, I, I think I can help them in terms of crafting, uh, you know, what it is they're looking for, kind of that, what that ideal candidate looks like. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I think that's important. I, I think that that, you know, really brings instant credibility. Uh, my private equity background, um, you know, the fact that I was part of several acquisitive growth companies, uh, I think is also an essential element of my experience that you know prepared me to do what I'm doing today. I work with a lot of management teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing exactly what I'm doing today, which is you know, trying to to build and and grow a business. So uh, you know that's that's very important. I think that uh, the leadership style that I've developed, uh, I've I've been fortunate to work for some great leaders in my career. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like to think I've kind of taken the best of, of each of those, um, you know, and, and kind of formulating my own style. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing is that, you know, the, the accounting guy or the CFO, you know, typically looks at things from a return on investment perspective. Right. Yes. And, and, and that, you know, that even ratchets up as a business <laughs> owner because now every one of those dollars is yours. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so each dollar you know, that you spend or that, you know, I'm asked to spend by my team members, um, you know, the first place I'm going to look is, okay, what's that return going to be? And, you know, sometimes it's financial. Uh, you know, sometimes it's something that may improve a quality of life issue for someone that, you know, makes mm-hmm. that person, you know, a happier, more productive member of your team. Um, you know, and then sometimes it's just an intangible benefit, you know, that leads to a tangible return down the road. Um, but, you know, you're always looking, you know, with each dollar, okay, what what am I looking to get in, in return for this? And, um, you know, it's not always obvious. It's not always quantifiable right off the bat, like I think, you know, some of us numbers guys would like. 
Um, <laughs> but certainly, um, you know, you, 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 you look at things from that perspective, um, you know, as, as you're running a business. And I think, you know, again, going back to your question, my, my experience in that is, you know, has helped me come up with creative ways to, um, to measure that return on investment. Well, I think that's a really great uh, way to to, uh, to end this and to take a, a short break. Uh, so when well, we come back, uh, Paul is going to talk further about uh, being a business owner, and he is going to um, give us some key takeaways. What is it that you, you, if you're a business leader, entrepreneur, that you've learned from this? So this is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest is Paul Brasher, and he has been giving us great insights into making that leap from employee For him, it was as a corporate executive to an entrepreneur and small business owner. He owns the um, Huntsville, Alabama franchise of Snelling. So, Paul, you've you've given us so much great information, but how can we... 
compact that into what are some of the key takeaways for our listeners? Sure. Thanks, Marcia. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, being here today. This has been great. Um, you know, one of the things I think right off the bat, and, and, and anyone considering a small business, uh, small business ownership knows this, but, you know, you've got you've to ensure you're committed. Uh, you've got to be ready to be committed to the business and the demands that that's going to make on your time and resources. Um, I think that also extends to your family. Um, in my case, you know, my spouse, uh, my wife, uh, my children, uh, our parents were all very supportive mm-hmm. uh, of me doing this, and so that's, that's really key. I think consider, you should consider what kind of business fits your personality and your skill set. Uh, it could be a franchise. It could be something you start from scratch. Um, you know, but just keep in mind that, uh, you know, it needs to be a business going back to that return conversation that, you know, that you can get a, you can invest in and get a return on. Uh, you know, just because you're passionate about it doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean you can turn it into a successful business. Right. Um, I would say do your homework. Um, you know, be sure that you understand what you're getting into, have a plan and a backup plan. Um, you know, one of the things I love about the Indiana Jones movies is that uh, he doesn't always have an exact plan ahead of time, and, and that's not really a good way to run a business. <laughs> um, you know, but as a small business owner, you know, you do need to have a plan, um, right. and it should be flexible. Um, you know, if you're acquiring a business, be sure that you're working with someone that takes a you know a mutually beneficial approach uh, that that's looking for a win-win outcome. Um, you know, if you're inheriting a team of industry veterans like I did, bring a bring a healthy dose of humility <laughs> to the table. Right. Um, you know, because because they they will occasionally put you in your place. Um, but don't at the same time don't be afraid. Uh, you know, to to make changes and and to make tough decisions that that need to be made. Um, you know, again, identify what the most important drivers are in your business and focus your attention there. Uh, if you if you find yourself in over your head in a particular area, bring in an expert. Um, you know, maybe you need a coach like Marsha. Um, and then you know, be ready to change gears frequently. You know, business bring business ownership brings highs and lows, and you've got to be prepared for that. Uh, and and you know, to borrow a, a line from President Truman, the buck stops with you now. And uh, you know, so you've got to be ready for that. And I think those were all great uh, takeaways uh, for the listeners. Each one of them are is is really important, um, and especially the one you know the buck stops with you. That is really true when you move from an employee to an entrepreneur and business owner. So, Paul, it's been an absolute delight, really, to have you on the show and to hear your story and to hear how you've moved through these challenges and the excitement you have in your voice for what you're doing. Um, so. Tell the listeners how they can contact you for further information, even about Snelling. So, um, what what are some of the ways they can contact you? Sure, um, probably one of the best ways to reach out is through LinkedIn. Uh, I love to link up with new people, and uh, I am on LinkedIn, and uh, would would love to hear from folks uh, from from that uh, medium. Um, and then our phone number here at the office is two five six. 382-4000. Again, that's 256-382-4000. And uh, would would love to hear from folks. Well, uh, 
you know, I'm not sure if we are connected on LinkedIn. It's one of my fra- favorite networking places, but I certainly will, at the end of the show, send you an invite. So okay. thank you um, again, Paul. And now let's move on to next week's program, which is No Turning Back, The Unstoppable Advance of Ethical Leadership in Business. A decade of business scandals, missellings, and other bad corporate behavior has created a serious lack of trust in both companies and their leaders. My guest is Andrew Lee, the author of Ethical Leadership, Creating and Sustaining an Ethical Business Culture. And by the way, he'll be coming from London, England. So the Business Edge is not only a national, but is becoming an international show. Uh, Andrew believes that a new form of leadership is an inevitable and is already on its way. And the task of the new leader is to create, quote, an ethical engagement, unquote, in which all stakeholders commit to helping the organization do the right thing. Tune in Wednesday, November 12th at 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern for this thought-provoking interview. Now, here's my smart moose quote. Robert Kiosky, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, series of motivational books, said, I wasn't born a natural entrepreneur. I had to be trained. My guess is he did bring many of those 10 top talents I outlined in my musings, and he also recognized the need for advice and wisdom from others. Listeners, would you like to explore the opportunities and challenges of your entrepreneurial journey? Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to good results. What does is focus action, alignment, and accountability. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company or firm or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.